Divisive issues contains language unsuitable for children and adults and anyone who doesn't want spoilers. Look, just don't listen to this, okay? Just just don't. Welcome to Divisive Issues, comic book podcast where we talk about comic books. I'm Ryan Lynch. I'm Cy Crapper. I'm Phil Maverick, yes. And I'm Daryl Steffen. Hey guys. Hey, what's hey. up? Hey. So, uh, the comic we do today, uh, if you remember the Bronze Age Superman episode where we did I Am Curious Black where Lois becomes a black woman? I remember, but I doubt our hosts that weren't on it remember. Uh, I remember. Thanks for speaking for me. <laughs> <laughs> But if you remember that um, that episode, uh, this story is basically a remake of that story featuring Punisher and Luke Cage. I don't know uh, if I would say it's a remake. I would okay. So let me give the synopsis of this, and I'll argue it's a remake because Punisher, just like Lois Lane, has to infiltrate a ghetto, black ghetto, and uh, he befriends a uh, heroic black man in Luke Cage, and he's slowly turning white. And Punisher's afraid what will happen if he turns white and Luke Cage will judge him. Wait, can we can we also say, though, that he's not like, I want to become black to infiltrate this ghetto. He he becomes black so that he can escape the law enforcement. That's Jason. Well, that's his technicality. It's the same basic premise. So who who's the target audience for the story, Sly? Uh, I guess if you're interested in Luke Cage. Or Punisher. Uh, do you think this is like a Punisher story? Uh, well, you know, it does it does grapple with the themes that, like, you know, Punisher does in like Daredevil season two or something where it's about like is it okay to kill criminals, you know? And Punisher's like yes. Uh, fun fact: this is actually one of my first Punisher stories I ever read. <laughs> yeah, this. <laughs> I liked him in the Punisher. Uh, I liked Punisher in the Spider-Man cartoon, and I'm like yeah, I'm gonna go read Punisher. I bought the comic and I bought this, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Well, surprise! This is the first Punisher story I ever read. <laughs> I mean, Sly, did you ever make me read Punisher way back in the day? Yeah, I made I made you read the good stuff though. Like, okay. I was trying to remember because I'm like I, I'm familiar with it, but I don't remember from what. <laughs> I don't but remember I, this part. <laughs> yeah, I actually I think if you like Punisher, you would enjoy this because I got excited yesterday reading this. <laughs> Sexually excited. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we did because Luke Cage was going to have his own Netflix show coming up, uh, and we needed a Luke Cage story to do for it. And this this story was actually written to hype up the new Luke Cage series at the time, just called Cage. And it was the first uh, Luke Cage series to make him just be Luke Cage, not uh, Power Man, which is what his superior title was. <laughs> also, Zach has suggested the story like ten times, and I keep being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So now we're doing it. This is for you. Uh, you know, we got to have a location story, so might as well do the one where, it's where the most notable thing is what happens to the Punisher, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Typical yeah. white privilege. To, to be fair, when, when I read it, it really did seem like a good promo for, like, why Luke Cage is an interesting dude and why yeah. his stories are interesting. Yeah, definitely. And uh, this story uh, was also co-written by the guy who wrote the Luke Cage series at the time. Uh, the, the main writer is... Um, Mike Barron, who was one of the longest Punisher writers, he wrote Punisher for like 57 issues, the original series. He wrote Punisher for 57 years. 57. And uh, Marcus McLaurin is a guy who wrote Cage, and he did it with conjunction with Mike Barron. And so that's, that's really why. cool that they like had the foresight to have him co-write it. Yeah, and it gives you know lets him have a chance to sample what a Cage series is in Punisher. Yeah, definitely. And Val Myrick did all the penciling. Uh, Val Myrick is notable because I think he co-created Howard the Duck. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. 
Yeah. So cool. It's quite a noteworthy achievement. You don't know how good Howard the Duck is, Daryl. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't either. It sounds stupid. Uh, That's the one episode I didn't listen to because Sean was on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the movie isn't much like the comic anyway. Yeah. Even though Ryan loves it either way. <laughs> maybe we'll maybe we'll get to Howard the Duck at some point. One maybe. Yeah, wink, wink. All right, so the plot is, spoilers, of, of course, um, it opens up with a flashback to the earlier issues because this is actually a sequel to a big Punisher event called Punisher Last Days, which wasn't really the last days because this story happened right after. <laughs> I love I love all the comic event things that are like the end of time, apocalypse, and it's just like, it's not ending, though. They're Nothing just... will be the same. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, basically, uh, the flashback is Punisher... Uh, he had his partner Microchip uh, get kidnapped Microchip was like Punisher's tech guy he got kidnapped by the Kingpin and Kingpin basically blackmailed Punisher to do his dirty work and kill his rival bosses in order to um, Punisher did it in order to uh, free Microchip but basically Kingpin uses a way to set up the Punisher and Punisher got sent to prison and in prison he got his face fucked up and after he escaped from prison he had to find uh, a plastic surgeon and it was a, a heroin junkie uh, it's, called just, it's just how this plastic surgeon looks like this like super beautiful prostitute. I thought she <laughs> yeah. was naked when she first was shown on screen. <laughs> it looks like a cliche like Hollywood prostitute, basically. Yeah, yeah, it's like the most ridiculous. Like, how is this a plastic surgeon? And like, her boobs are so big, and you're like, how is this even like? How is this? How are your clothes staying on physically? And and she like she does the surgery in that little dress too. And and she's a heroin addict, but she looks sexy as hell. Like, like she's, oh yeah. Look at us making judgments. Yeah. Yeah. You can't be hot if you do heroin. I mean, this is just a recap. We didn't read the story. Maybe it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> just like the next, what happens next makes sense, right? Where Punisher, in order to hide his appearance, Melinda surprises him by revealing, I fixed up your face and made you a black man now. <laughs> yeah. Like, not just his face, though. <laughs> yeah. His whole yeah. entire body is black. Yeah, his whole body is black. What? Yeah. His hair is different. Well, I think she just gave him a crew cut or whatever. No, no, they're like I was thinking about how to say this, but like she, when she when she changes his skin, it's not like she just makes him his skin color different. She like his hair does. It looks like like a, a black guy's hair. Yeah, like round, uh, like, like curlish. Um, yeah, very. Curly. She gave him a perm. His hair in the in the panel right before it is so different, and when he eventually transitions back to whiteness. It just immediately goes. Spoilers, back. yeah. <laughs> Whatever. And Whatever. like it, not, it also like he doesn't just look like the Punisher in blackface. Like he has different features. Yeah, he yeah. looks like a different guy. Yeah, he. Yeah, that's what's crazy. He's like this. This plastic surgery is not like just a face transplant type thing. Like she like injects him with stuff. Yeah, that's that's the thing. He gets I, some. The reason was that it like suppressed his melatonin. I think. No, it 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 it, it puts his melanin in hyperdrive or something so that. Because melanin gives you darker skin, something like that. Yeah. They, they comic it. Comics, LOL. Yeah, yeah, you inject someone, they become a black man. Well, if you have a story where a guy becomes a black person, it's never going to be anything but comics, LOL. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, that's just a ridiculous thing. <laughs> yes. So the story opens with, after the flashback, opens with uh, the the plastic surgeon and the Punisher. They're trying to escape New York because that's the name of uh, this particular issue, Escape from New York City. And uh, Punisher drops her off at Buffalo and uh, she leaves some uh, drugs in the glove compartment for him, and he's like, I'm not taking this fucking speed, and he throws it out the car as he's driving away from her. She says it's dexedrine. Do we know what that yeah. is? 
I guess it's speed. It's for ADHD people to help them focus, I believe. <laughs> okay, I don't know why she thinks the Punisher needs this. Well, he, it's because he, he's really weak. He's got a surgery. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. He got a surgery and he hadn't slept for hours, and so he's pretty weak, And that, which is relevant because he starts falling asleep as he's driving towards... Uh, which city was it? Chicago. Chicago. Chicago, yes. So he's getting tired, and he starts swerving in the road, and... Uh, Passes out in, uh, momentarily, which makes the police, a very sovereign acting police, uh, pull him over. And they're like, what are you doing in this fine car, boy? Yeah. Like, You're all on the road, boy. Yeah, you can see their southern accent uh, on the panic. And he's swerving on the road and four cop cars pull him over. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and Punisher is just like, he's like out of it, saying, oh, I should have stopped and slept. While the cops are like, what's the matter, boy? Cat got your tongue? And then one of them, his punisher inside of the baton says, maybe the coon's got his tongue. Answer me I'm talking to, son. Like, it's so instantly like, wow, these guys are the most racist. Yeah. yeah. And punisher, punisher always has a very heavy inner monologue because he, all the stuff is recorded in his Punisher War Journal. So it's always written like as, as a journal entry. But he says, uh, Punisher thinks himself, son, as my reflexes betray me. I had no patience for bigots when I was white. Now that I'm black. I don't like it any better. And he starts fighting the cops. As I like saw. that he immediately is like, now that I'm black, like this is my new identity forever. I'm a black man. I always, I found that really funny throughout the whole comic, how he actually acts as if he's like, he's like, I know what it's like to be oppressed as a black man. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, as this is happening, Luke Cage uh, uh, coincidentally pulls up uh, on the uh, same road and he says, fucking bunch of cop wannabes got my exit block. And um, he gets out of the car and immediately assumes that since the cops are being a black man, uh, the black man must be the one that's on the right. So he's being the shit out of the cops even out, without even asking what the situation is. Like, he just runs up. Starts... Well, they well they see him on the ground and six cops wailing on him. I mean, Yeah, that's excessive force. Well, if he has, like, a gun on him or something. And Punisher just, whoa, like... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Look at Sly over here. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like those cops. <laughs> uh, just real quick. If you didn't watch Jessica Jones, Luke Cage... Is uh, you know a lot more about Luke Cage than me, Sly. It, what would you say other than he has unbreakable skin? Oh yeah, that's. I'll just give a quick backstory on Luke Cage. Luke Cage has unbreakable skin. <laughs> Thanks. He, <laughs> he's yeah, also and, super strong, right? Yeah, he's super strong, and he's all. He's one of uh, Marvel's first uh, earliest black heroes. He was created to tap into the black exploitation thing going on in the seventies, like Blackula and those kind of movies. Yeah, and that's why he was called like he became Power Man, Black Power, and stuff like that. And um, uh, one thing I want to point out that's so dumb about comics, he's not even the yeah. first Power Man, arguably the worst <laughs> superhero name. But it actually makes sense in his context why he'll be called Power Man. Right? Yeah, but it's so funny that he's like, I gotta take up the mantle of Power Man. Why not, like, uh, I guess Black Panther was taken already. <laughs> yeah, Black Panther. <laughs> oh, everyone's gotta be Black Panther, right? Phil is the only Black hero name you can have. Or Electro. Or Black Lightning. <laughs> I mean, Static Shock. Well, you're like, he's, he deserves to be that. He should be Power Man <laughs> so he can be Black Power Man. And just and also just to give some quick backstory, uh, basically, uh, Luke Cage was out of comics for like a decade before this. Uh, he, uh, he was he lost his main book, and he wasn't only guest starring on appearances. So this was his return to like being a prominent character again. And this is when they changed it from black from being Power Man, and also they got rid of his yellow uh, costume and his tiara that he wore all the time. In his <laughs> oh, I gotta see that. <laughs> it doesn't look it it doesn't look quite like a princess tiara, but it is a 
pretty it's it's very uh, like disco kind of costume yeah uh those are, if it's not a princess tiara it's called a coronet okay uh, sorry <laughs> uh so uh one thing i find funny about this comic is they constantly mix, uh, mix up luke cage and punisher and they do that here where now all of a sudden the punisher is getting hit by the cops even though it's supposed to be luke cage getting hit by the cops showing off how invulnerable he is oh my god you're right they do that constantly at this, this comic you could tell you could tell who is who because of uh, Luke Cage's shoes are vastly different from the Punisher's, but they, they <laughs> a colorist I keep constantly fucking up who is who, yeah. which is pretty racist to do. Yeah, it's really they're just like I don't know which black guy this is. <laughs> yeah, they say to me like Punisher Luke Cage, whatever. Sometimes Punisher has like a grayer tone and he looks almost like a Frankenstein monster <laughs> because like the colorist it I guess to help us differentiate between Luke and Frank, but it like it's just weird. Yeah, yeah. Luke Cage looks more healthy, I'd say, or his Punisher yes. looks like he's kind of like fading away. I, I kind of uh, what happens in uh, in Hollywood when they have uh, white makeup artists do black people's skin. Uh, uh, they make they don't know how to get the shade right, so black people say oh, this, a lot of uh, makeup people maybe like a zombie. That's kind of what Frank Ho- uh, Cass looks like right here, like a yeah. z- zombie Hollywood actor. Yeah, that's makeup. good. Good description. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, uh, so, uh, so basically, uh, Luke Cage beats the shit out of cops and helps the Punisher, and um, and Punisher's like, oh, and, and Luke Cage is like, oh, where are you going? And he's like, I gotta get to the South Side. Does Luke Cage even ask like why the cops are after nope. him? No, no, that's a relevant thing in terms of the writing. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's one thing I find funny because Luke Cage just takes him along and he's like, yeah, you just call on me, guys. I don't give a shit about the cops being up on you. Come along, with me boy. That's, I, I'll they, keep they steal it. the cop car too. They're like, see ya. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, I know Luke Cage as a hero from, like, later in the Marvel Universe. If I was reading this story, I would think he's a bad guy. But it's worth pointing out, um, Luke Cage, when he first appeared, his origin was he was framed uh, framed for murder. And his, the reason why he got his powers was because in prison, the cops, uh, the, you know, the police uh, experimented on him. <laughs> as and, they do. <laughs> yeah. But, but, uh, but like, uh, he has not a good relationship with police. Like, for yeah. the first 50 issues, he was an ex-con. Uh, so, uh, Punisher take it, take it to his uh, his neighbor uh, Luke Cage's neighborhood, and he explains like I'm Luke Cage, I'm a hero of hire. So yeah, he's like a, a freelance superhero. So you pay him to do superhero stuff, kind of like if you and, saw the beginning of Deadpool. Yeah, and uh, what happens is um, they see a, a, a drug dealer uh, dealing drugs on the street. And, and Luke Cage just picks him up and starts smacking him, saying, Ronaldo, I told you not to bring that stuff. You, you're bringing down the hood. Don't make me bring you down instead. And the, the, uh, the drug dealer runs away, scared. I mean, he slaps him across the face. Yeah, like he bitch slaps him. And the little girl explains, comes runs up to him saying, oh, there's drug dealers in our, in our lobby. Like, you have to help us. And Luke Cage is like, oh, I'm, I'm too busy right now. But I promise I'll get to it later. But uh, as they walk, uh, Punisher passes out from being uh on the surgery and not sleeping for hours and beaten yeah. by cops yeah um, imagine just having plastic surgery and then having a bunch of people punch you in the face yeah is yeah. what i find funny now with some luke cage is concerned with who this guy is like he says like which after punisher wakes up in luke cage's uh, apartment punch luke cage says what's your name homie and Puncher says, "I'm I'm Frank Frank Rook." <laughs> Get it? Because it's like Frank Castle. I like I I like that. <laughs> it was so dumb, especially if you're trying to hide. You're like, I'll just choose a chess piece. Yeah. Honestly, if Superman can hide behind a pair of glasses, he can hide behind a different race. Yeah. <laughs> but um, now Luke Cage is all of a sudden he's very hostile. Like, this ain't no flaw, pals. Rook, you up, you gone. And um, and now now Puncher realizes. 
wait a minute, you're Power Man, aren't you? And Luke Cage is like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I've never heard a name. Name's Cage. I would never use a stupid name like Power Man or Royal <laughs> Yellow. And, um, and, but Punch is like, no, I know you're Luke Cage. Um, and he also help me out. I'll tell you when you look Power Man and everyone will make fun of you. No, he doesn't. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> he might as well. But he says, like, I got a proposition for you, Mr. Hero for Hire, cash money. Dollar dollar bills, Luke Cage. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, Luke Cage is like, man, you already crossed me with the law. You're kind of business I don't need. Like, now all of a sudden, he's, he's concerned of getting in trouble with the law. Like, he helps this guy beat up cops just without even knowing it. But now that he's asking, hey, I'll pay you for helping me fight, potentially get in trouble with the cops. He's like, no, I can't do that now. I can't get paid for that. Maybe he's just <laughs> like, I don't want to do it again. I did it to help you out. But, like, now to go and, and commit crimes. But it just feels like this is a conversation Jeremy had when they first met. Like, it just seems like they're, they're all of a sudden... Luke Cage is very friendly all of a sudden. But I mean, how else could the writers show that Luke Cage is cool? If, if he comes <laughs> yeah. up and it's like, oh, what are you doing? I don't know if I can help you do this. Just just like Samantha in that Hulk issue, the only way he shows somebody's cool is by having to beat up cops, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but Puncher says, no, no, this is legit. If you say about cleaning up this hood and, keep you, and not getting your hands dirty, this will work out for you. And he explains like he wants to, um, uh, what does he want to do? I forget. There's big time smack dealers he wants to break up. Yeah. And I think that's where his safe house is or something. He stored yeah. money and guns. And he's like, hey, if we break it up, not only will we reduce the power of the gangs, we'll get the guns off the street and, in, and into my hands. Oh, yeah. yeah. Punisher's <laughs> trying to get back to his safe house and uh, Luke Cage is trying to clean up his neighborhood. Because that's the point. One thing Punisher does all the time. He always has millions of safe houses around the country, just in case. It, and they, up. they reference that. They're like, we only found ninety of his safe houses. Yeah, that was <laughs> insane. it's insane how many he has. But to be fair, every time Punisher kills a person, he like takes all their guns. So like, he has a lot stored up. Yeah, but, but how's I, he? How's he get to so many locations? I think they're probably all like in. I mean, I don't know. Does he leave the East Coast much? If only Joe is here. He's the one who knows everything about the Punisher. I mean, honestly, this this to me seems a lot more like a guy who's like. Batman is always just like, I had the preparations already, just so you know. But Punisher, you could see he actually does spend the time to prepare for all this stuff because he doesn't have superpowers. Like, yeah. It, yeah it, to, me, it, to me, it's like if someone did spend their whole life doing this, they could spend all this time making safe houses everywhere if they had the Especially money. since he takes – whenever he breaks up drug rings, he takes all the money. Yeah. So, like, he, he would have a lot of money. Well, it's kind of like uh, uh, Batman, and just you know, it's like Alan Moore said, these characters are so realistic. This story doesn't apply to anyone, so. <laughs> you know. So fuck this book anyway. Yeah, I mean, why are we even fucking reading this? Yeah. I think that's a but, record for the longest episode, uh, the farthest into an episode someone has said fuck this book. And I'm surprised we didn't say it when they made Punisher Black for no reason other than to have him get beat up by cops. The safe houses was the last straw. The, the black stuff is okay, but having the safe houses fuck this book. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because when he became black, you're like, I want to see where this goes. Like, yeah. let's, uh, <laughs> a safe house? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm done. But they go to this where the safe <laughs> safe houses, and there's a gang it's in hoods in front of it, and they're like, Well, looky here, it's Mr. Cage. Save the neighborhood, yeah. And then Mr. Cage says, No, yeah, but I'll save this for you boys. And he starts. They both start being the shit out of these hoods. He makes two of them yeah. kiss, kinda. <laughs> oh yeah, they bump heads, but he takes one guy's head. <laughs> He takes one guy's head and shoves it into the other guy's head. <laughs> and their lips are touching, kind of. Yeah. But um, as they walk in, uh, they go to the hotel, and it's like a shitty, run-down place. Uh, I want to point out my favorite piece of graffiti is here. Get high. High is spelled H-I. <laughs> uh, I didn't notice <laughs> pretty, that. Pretty good. They mean, you said get friendly, get high. Uh, but um, when they go, they go to try to use the elevator, but uh, it's busted. And as they wait for the elevator, a bunch of hoods come up saying, Yo, blood, no vacancies. 
and uh, they have a bunch of people. And they, uh, these guys have guns now. Yeah, these guys have guns. Like, like assault rifles. Yeah. One guy's got a bat. Yeah. And the guy has a bat that says, Man, we were supposed to be waiting for some watch. Well, wait for some watch, dude. <laughs> wait, watch for some white dude. Uh, and uh, the, uh, Punisher uh, is like, Oh, I want to shoot them. But Luke Cage is like, Remember, no killing. And Punisher's like, Yeah, yeah. This is crazy to me because like, there's four guys with guns and a guy with a bat. And there's Punisher and Luke Cage. And Punisher is like, I guess I'll get the guy with the bat. As if that's how that works in a fight. You're like, hey, 1v1 me real quick. And then you go fight the guys with the guns as if they wouldn't just shoot him too. Yeah. There's there's a scene at the end of this where everyone shoots Luke Cage instead of Punisher. Who's yeah, it's, it's crazy that he, he just keeps saying like, don't worry, like I'll fight the guys with guns as if guns like don't have range like you can't just shoot someone else well to be fair uh this isn't brought up i don't think in the story at all but punisher always has bulletproof armor to, uh anyway so uh not now yeah but bulletproof armor doesn't make you invincible to bullets <laughs> yeah. that's not how yeah. it works but in punisher comics it always does so if you want to have problem with this have problem with punisher comics because it always makes him invincible in the comics okay i have a problem with it and then, you know what? i have a problem with luke cage too guess what just because your skin is unbreakable doesn't mean bullets would knock you down he says uh they, they hurt, hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ow. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> but uh, as they're fighting, Punisher takes out a gun and shoots one guy in the <laughs> arm. And uh, Blue Cage says, don't front me, Rook. I told you. Chill out, Cage. I hit him where I pointed. Yeah, he shot him in the arm. Yeah. He's still breathing. Yeah. And um, Blue Cage says, you that good old time that thing? Just something I picked up. And uh, so they decide to take the stairs. This is an actual important dynamic between the two because Luke Cage is all about, like, nobody dies. I'm trying to teach people lessons, so I don't want to, like, kill the uh, the gangsters. I want to... Well, I, I want to bring this up because this is, like, an this is why I find this uh, concept interesting reading it again as an adult. Uh, Punisher is kind of like a, a conservative uh, hero in a way. And I'm not saying that just, just well, my prejudged notion of him... Mike Barron, the writer of this, in the first Punisher trade ever made, uh, Circle of Blood, I believe it's called, he, at the end, as, as an epilogue, he, uh, afterward, whatever you want to call it, he writes saying, the reason why Punisher and Dirty Harry and these characters became popular in the 80s and stuff like that was because we were sick and tired of being told that uh, criminals were a byproduct of, the, of society and the system and that we, we should have to try to rehabilitate people. And basically, we, well, we should just shoot these criminals down like the scum they are, basically. And that's why we like Punisher and, and Dirty Harry. And I, I wouldn't say that's why we like them. Maybe don't speak for me, Sly. <laughs> no, but, but that's why conservatives. Like I know. Them. I'm kidding. No, I, I think it actually does. It do, like I found this book pretty refreshing when I was reading it because of how much stuff we've read where mass murderers are being let go, and the hero's like, "I'm doing the right thing." And this comic, they don't. He doesn't like try to assassinate people in their sleep, but when they're like, "I'm a killer," he kills them instead. But the uh, Luke Cage is a opposite of that because Luke Cage, being an ex-con, knows knows that anyone can get reformed, at least theoretically. So yes, yeah. and I and I, I like that that dynamic between them a lot because he does say like I'm proof that I can if I can come out of this shithole and be a better person, so can they. And yeah. I just want to point out one of the reasons why I think characters like the Punisher work is because in a world that's generally as morally black and white as comic books. Where it's like, these guys that we see are just bastards. All they do is sell drugs. <laughs> like, and like, want to kill people. That, there is well, that... They're, they're black and white in Punisher comics. Not, not I know, I'm saying, white. but like, in the world that the Punisher exists in, you get a lot of that like, kind of catharsis where you're like, these people deserve to suffer. And it doesn't have, it doesn't always have the nuances that other characters might. And that's why I always have a hard time getting into the Punisher. 
Well, that's why. Uh, that's another reason why we were saying like this feels more like a Luke Cage story. Punisher, in my opinion, uh, works better as uh, a way to compare to other characters. Yes. Like his, that's why Phil, Joe hates Microchip, uh, Punisher's tech partner. But I always like Microchip because Microchip's a human one, and Punisher's a sociopath killer. Uh, and, and and same thing goes with any of Punisher's supporting cast. Like they're always the more human characters, and you contrast Punisher with them rather than big or story about Punisher changing or evolving as a character. Yeah, that uh, that statement you just had made me change what my recommendation is going to be. <laughs> okay. All right, so uh, they walk, come downstairs, and as Ryan said, these people are just scum. You can see they see all these people just killing each other down down in the basement. Literally, like there's just people stabbing each other. I I can't. I don't know what's happening here. I think they're strung out because when the guy turns to them, he says, <laughs> "I wanted to spell this." Okay, spell it out. All right, this is for all you uh, listeners at home. He says, F-A-R-S-H-L-N-G-R-B-S-T-F-R-K-N. Yeah, Farshalgenbrotsfrakken. <laughs> He's actually the Mr. Mixisbook of this world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to set the rules, but, but Luke just ignores him and punches him in the face. In the Marvel Universe, imps from the fifth dimension are machete-wheeling crackheads. <laughs> well, that's that's how edgy Marvel is, fucking edge boys. <laughs> so, the, um... Punisher, uh, Luke Cage, the this guy, and they they um, find the Punisher stash, and uh, uh, pun- uh, Luke Cage punches through the wall to get through it, and it turns out all the money's gone. Only the guns are there. He had to punch through the wall to get to it, and the money's gone. Not only does he punch through the wall, but the machete guy, he also like chops his sword in half. Yeah, yeah like is he, he must be like really strong. He's unbreakable. He is unbreakable. Yeah, but that doesn't, that doesn't make you strong. It'd be kind of useless to have. Uh, Unbreakable skin and be like uh, a regular human. Yeah, and then a gunshot will make your innards explode. <laughs> yeah, because I've always thought like when I first heard about Luke Cage way back when, I was like, oh, he's unbreakable, but it doesn't like you're you're thinking about this the wrong way. The guy yeah. with the machete's really strong because he swung yeah. so fast. Uh, he hit an unbreakable uh, object and it broke. Well, this, uh, this is like well, one of those things when we talk about comics that yeah. people try to analyze comics, saying, oh, scientifically, has to make sense. It's more about fulfilling an idea where yeah. if, if Luke, Luke Cage is supposed to be an unbreakable man, if you make him like not super strong, he's gonna be weak and you yeah. defeat the point. Yeah, it's like if Colossus didn't have super strong super strength, his steel body would just crumple under him. Yeah, he would just lay down and die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's, there's actually a comic about Colossus, basically like like I'm metal and I can't move and I, <laughs> it sucks. We'll get into the same one where he gets AIDS. Slight, you told me he got AIDS once. Uh, the mutant equivalent of AIDS, but not exactly AIDS. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, mutant AIDS, I get yeah. it. <laughs> Maids. Maids, yeah. Uh, but, um, so then uh, Blue Cage is like, oh, fuck this shit. I don't want guns, I want money. And Punch is like, um, well, we only have guns, so eat shit. But, well, uh, also, I like throughout the issue, they, the gang name changes from El Rukins to El Rubens back to El Rukins. <laughs> El, El, El Rubens? Rubens like the sandwich? <laughs> yeah. Well, they can't eat color straight, so they can't keep the name straight. No, <laughs> yeah. Who are these guys? What gang are they fighting? I don't fucking know. Maybe they just really like the sandwich. All these all these gangs are the same. Like, it's fucking, who gives a shit about the names? But, um... But basically because Luke Cage says, oh, I helped you out now. You don't have any money, so you have to help me out and clean up that lobby for little drug dealers that my, that my that girl was telling me about. And Punch is like, let's rock. Heaven or hell. Yeah, all the, all the drug guys are basically, they're trying to take over the building and make it their new headquarters. So they're squeezing out all of the civilians from the building. Right. Also, the Punisher puts on all this armor, but he takes a bunch of tape and covers up the skull so no one can <laughs> yeah. tell he's the Punisher. I yeah. did not realize that's what that was. I love that. So he just has a bulletproof vest covered in, like, garbage? Yeah. Uh, so that ends issue one. 
Alright, so issue two is Crackdown, and the cover is a bunch of people shooting Luke Cage, and they're also shooting Punisher, too. At point-blank range, <laughs> with, yeah. like, uh, automatic yeah. weapons. Yeah. Well, I guess, as we established with the last issue, we just gotta pretend this is not That's really. how, like, vests work. So, uh, it opens with Punisher going up to the building that the Elvrukens command. Are you sure? Don't you mean the Elvrukens? Yeah. <laughs> And one of the things that, like, what what I hate about comics is... Is everything? <laughs> no, it's yeah. in the narration he's giving. He already talks about how the Kingpin's, like, been defeated and dethroned. I thought from the previous issue, like, he's supposed to be getting revenge against Kingpin eventually. But then he's like, I don't know, Kingpin's gone, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. That might have happened in other books or something like that, that. That's what I'm saying. That's why I hate, like, this... this a universe that expands over to other comics and when something important happens to one character you think it's like well now Punisher has to get revenge against Kingpin but no Kingpin's gone you don't know how many times Sly would give me a comic to read and it would just interject in the middle of an issue like oh this is when the aliens had uh, killed all of life on earth read issue this of this story like sometimes I'm fine with like a nudge like hey this happened in the past or like this is happening right now but when like a character's related a lot to another character and then they just vanish because they were defeated by another character. Like, yeah, that does me. happen from time to time. In defense of, of that idea, uh, if that didn't happen, then, um, first of all, Kate became popular in Daredevil because he was originally a Spider-Man villain, but he wasn't as as interesting in, as a Spider-Man villain as he was as a Daredevil villain. Also, even this story wouldn't exist because Luke Cage is a separate character. Yeah, so, like, you might say, oh, it sucks, but the story where Kingpin fucks up Punisher and Luke Cage is a team villain would not happen without that shared universe, so... You have interesting stories possible only because the universe is shared. Yeah. I think overall it's a net positive, but there are times that I'm like, this is unreadable. Uh, again, like, I'm, fi- I'm fine with a shared universe. I just, it's when big events happen to certain characters where it, it it just felt like it would make more sense for the Punisher to get revenge against Kingpin and so just... Well, to be fair, this was like uh, like eight, late 80s, early 90s when stuff started getting so connected. You had to pick up multiple books at once, which was a flaw of that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Before that and after that point, things got a lot better in okay. terms of that. Yeah. All right. So Punisher's buying and he's like, I'm... he just approaches these guys and they're like, far enough money. And he's like, I'm looking to buy. Got that crack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking to purchase some cocaine, sir. Yeah. yeah. Not co- he wants crack. He just says, do your bond on the block. All you'll find here is a world of trouble. And then... So wait, are these guys even drug dealers? Because they're bad at it. If someone's like, I have money, give me drugs. And they're like, no thanks. No, I guess they're they're assuming he's like... No one comes up to them and like, hey, get, you got crack? Yeah, he's he's a narc. Because <laughs> he's just like, hey, do you have crack? I want to buy. <laughs> yeah, you never, you never sell to people like that. Don't look at my wire. <laughs> yeah, Phil's the, Phil and Daryl are the expert crack buyers. <laughs> no, we're crack dealers. Oh. Yeah. We wouldn't sell to you guys. Yeah, obviously. This would be a perfect time for a ambulance or cop car to drive past Sly's <laughs> house and have sirens coming from Phil. <laughs> so Punisher basically keeps trying to push on them and say, like, hey, I, I want in on your operation. And they're like, no. So then he decides to start fighting some of them. He says, what do you say, man? You bad enough? You bad enough dude to see the president? And he says, fighting them. I don't get that reference. You never play, play bad dudes? Yeah, it's bad, bad dudes. Bad dudes? Are you yeah. a bad enough dude to save the president? Come on, Ryan. <laughs> and then at the end, you save Ronald Reagan, and he's like, D- come have a cheeseburger with me or something. Yeah. It's a standard old meme. <laughs> oh, oh. Ryan's a fucking, no pra- he's no predator, he's no aliens, he's no fucking bad dudes. What do you know, Ryan? <laughs> I don't know if bad dudes is that caliber. Okay, anyway. 
So he doesn't just start fighting with them, he destroys them. And he brings up in the narration that he's not supposed to be killing because uh, Luke Cage told him not to kill, and he's, he's really having a problem with this. Yeah, he's like, I have to beat up four guys with shotguns without killing them. It's kind of hard, but I'm pretty good at fighting. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I've killed hundreds of men. Also, I have a magic vest. Yeah. And then he goes upstairs, he gets hit in the stomach with like a gun butt. Why and... does the coloring change here? Because it's dark inside. It's like it's like a powder blue, though. <laughs> yeah, everyone's yeah. like teal. Have you ever watched a movie in the 80s? No, uh, I've never watched the movie. This is day for night shot, basically. Uh. Where they have a daytime shot, they color it blue to say, oh, it's nighttime. Uh, okay, all right. So then uh, they frisk Punisher again, just to make sure he's not carrying anything with him. And they decide to let him go meet the, the big head boss, because uh, Punisher's such a tough, cool guy. Yeah. And it's it's just some white dude sitting in the chair. And he says, "Welcome, my brother. What, <laughs> my brother? What, bro? Welcome, bro. What can we do for Phil you?" Used to always complain. Phil used to always complain about how randomly were how randomly bolded words show up. And this one, brothers bolded, but only the first half of it. Yeah, it's literally my brother. <laughs> and he's like, and he's not just like a white dude in a chair. He's like. He looks like a white news anchor. Yeah. Not, yeah. Wear, not wearing socks in a chair. Yeah. Yeah, like, why is he not wearing socks? <laughs> and he's just like, hello, brother. So he's a black guy. So uh, the his, the bodyguard of this white dude says, Mr. Rudy, crackhead here, says he wants to buy. And Puncher says that his people took down the kingpin. He heard about the deal that the Rukins came up with. And he's like, I got a 2K bankroll just to pique your interest. And the white guy goes, maybe. And it bolds the B. And maybe. <laughs> Let's see the color of your story. Let's see the color of your story. Yeah. <laughs> it does this weird thing where, like, Punisher, like, blames it that he got his money stolen by one of the guys that beat him up outside, so then they beat up that guy. I think it's the guy that frisked him. It's the yeah. guy that frisked him and, like, broke his rib or something. Yeah, because yeah. he's like, the money, it's right here. Wait, no, he took it. He's Alex Mercer. And then all the <laughs> other guys start beating up that guy. Yeah. Well, they break his arm. And then smiling uh, news anchor here is like, hello, uh, I encourage respect for me or I will kill you. Also, the best line, Rook, you seem astute, but you're also a crackhead. (laughs) (laughs) And he gives him a crack pipe. And he's like, here, smoke up. Yeah, he's like, you're a crackhead? Here. And then I I didn't understand what was going on here. (laughs) He says, says, like, crackheads are always punished. Now prove you're a crackhead. (laughs) (laughs) And I like how Punisher's like, I can't. Yeah, it cuts to outside and then Luke Cage throws down a smoke bomb. Yeah, like gas grenades. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, here you go. And then Punisher... <laughs> and I think it's supposed because they're, they're prepared uh, that he will be in a, a bind eventually. So to start throwing out grenades at a certain point where he doesn't show up yet. He says, yeah, this is my people. So then the Mr. Rudy's like, that's it. Wrench this uppity. Oh, no, no. The guy's name is Wrench. He goes, that's oh, yeah. it, Wrench. Yeah, Ice saying... this uppity. So then Wrench shoots the guy that frisks Punisher... <laughs> Because Punisher uses him a body shield, and he takes him out the window and lands on the guy that frisked him onto a car. This is an Austin Powers gag. When he <laughs> uses a girl as a body shield and then jumps out the window and lands on her. Yeah. Well, this is before Austin Powers. This I know. Austin... Austin Powers got it from the Punisher's a black guy story. Yeah. And I like how he, like, that's just the end of that little arc. And he goes back to the cage and he's like, I know I wasn't supposed to kill anyone, but I did jump out of the window with that guy and land <laughs> <Yeah>. on him. <laughs> yeah, <landed> on him. <laughs> And he's like, uh, this is an interesting scene, actually. I like, like this scene a lot. This is my high point of the whole book. Luke Cage is like, not my, not by my rules. I'm hired to clean up this building, but I ain't washing it in blood. No more brothers dying for that stuff. Brother, why don't you wake up, Cage? This ain't about race. 
And of course, race baiting cage says. <laughs> no, it, isn't this? Isn't this Punisher saying? No, this? no, this is Luke Cage saying this. He actually got the color right this time. Okay. So Punisher says, "Brother, why don't you wake up, Cage? This ain't about race." And then Luke Cage says, "FBI shows most inner city crimes committed by by blacks on blacks. Movies and TV still hype brothers as the street thug, the hood, the man to fear." You know that look in the eyes of strangers, that feeling. See, I originally thought this was Punisher, and I'm like, how is he claiming that he's been, like, <laughs> stereotyped? I was like, what an asshole. You see, even Phil is like, they both look the same. Oh, they no, I'm not. Like, I, 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 yeah, fuck you. <laughs> but then he says, it ain't about race. No, it's about image. You knowing who you are when no one else does. Oh, and do you know that because you're black? He says, I know because I was one of them, a hood. A- and he says, Cage says, I'm proof there's a way out and nobody has to die. And I, I just love this because the Punisher, as like a white guy in disguise, is like, how come you gotta make everything about race? Yeah. And Luke Cage is basically like, well, society tells us that black people are criminals and thugs and hoods and that there's no way out. Like what Sly was saying about like, you know, society's viewpoints at this point where like criminals should just be killed and like there's no redemption. And he's saying, like, I lived it, and I'm proof of – basically proof of concept to what Sly was saying before about Luke Cage. And I love that, that the the white guy is like, how come it's – how come you're making about race? And he's like, no, it's always been about race. Yeah. And it's cool because it strengthens Luke Cage's convictions where you're like, oh, now I can, like, sympathize with you more because you're not just doing this just because you're trying to be a nice guy. It's like you're trying to change people's perceptions on how they see gang violence in the – the city that's like sometimes some people have to resort to it or feel like they have to resort to it even though there's another option and luke cage is trying to give that them that other option he's trying to show it to them by not killing them by saying like you can do something else don't do this yeah yeah and this is when i was like this book's good this isn't bad well it's good except for the fact that they had to make punisher black to introduce this story (laughs) yeah Yeah. which still like it would have been kind of cool to have punisher running around as a white guy still feeling like this isn't about race i I just want to like kill thugs and stuff (laughs) well the the, the punisher being black is a thing that made everyone read the stories to be fair yeah that that is that is true Uh, (laughs) it's why we're reading it yeah it's why we're reading it so after that scene uh there's these um girls standing around and talking about uh basically the drug war that's been going on and trying to protect their families and then a bunch of just guys come and start hustling them Uh, i i know about gang colors like you wear certain bandanas and stuff but this guy literally has a jacket that has rukin written on it (laughs) they all do they all do like oh they do yeah so gangs make up like letterman jackets now yeah (laughs) Yeah, there's there's no like one identifying mark other than Rukins. So then they're they're gonna kill them because they know they're working with Nick Cage. They also have the most early '90s haircuts. One thing I find funny is Luke Cage shows up and the way the they drew him for this uh, one page, he looks like he's balding. <laughs> yeah, they they drew him with the the haircut of the guy he's holding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they actually did. Man, he really is like oh, they all the same to me. <laughs> His power is to take people's haircuts as he touches them, like Rogue. Yeah. <laughs> and he's holding him up and he's, like, absorbing his hair. So Luke Cage goes and saves these people being... Because like, these people are getting hassled because they know uh, Luke Cage. And and they believe that they're the ones that sick Luke Cage on the on that lobby that's over on the drug dealers. And uh, Punisher takes his gun out to try to shoot one of them that's running away. And Luke Cage puts his hand in front of him and catches the bullet saying, Yo, chill. Yeah. And, and Punisher's mad because he's like, Damn it, Cage. You don't get it. In a war, sometimes there's no other way. And Luke Cage is saying, But usually there is. These are kids, and it don't take a bullet to stop them. Yeah. 
And I like that too because I know we brought up The Wire a bunch, or I've recommended it in the past. But like, that's I like when fiction shows you that like. Because so many things are just like, look, thugs in the in the inner city in this gang are like just sociopaths. But a lot of times, most of the time, they just start as kids, like running drugs or something. And when you, we don't get to see them in that position. We only see them committing the crime. And yeah. Luke Cage though has the perspective to be like, no, these are like probably like thirteen and fourteen year olds. So and it especially stands out in a Punisher book where like usually you read the Punisher because you want to watch them kill criminals. That, like, having Luke Cage give this lesson to the Punisher, I feel like he's also giving it to, like, hey, Punisher fans, maybe this yeah. isn't always the best way. Which is especially yeah. funny because in the the Punisher story after this, it's just about him killing guys in the supermarket. <laughs> yeah. That deserve to die because they're all thugs. White thugs, but thugs. <laughs> well, Mike Barron went back to writing what he knows. About <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, I really just want to do a story where he murders yeah. criminals. <laughs> So uh, they beat up these guys, and then um... Punisher runs off to ca- to catch the kid. Yeah, and during this, they have a Luke Cage is describing to these guys about um, basically just not killing these people. And yeah. I I really like the line where he says, um, "There are a bunch of thugs buying into a big money dream as a way out, watching the rollers on a path to glory." of poverty seeing the big cars in their bank makes you want it bad i like when it says rollers they have to have explained big money gang members that's the one word they define they're like for people that don't know what rollers are they're big yeah. gang members <laughs> but everything else well, that's is... fair because that's the only one word i didn't know i didn't know the rollers. i didn't know that he's and he says uh seeing the big cars in their bank makes you want it bad all you gotta do is hawk poison to your brother or your mom's maybe take down your grandfather for social security to show you you got it going on he's he's just trying to explain to the reader, basically, that these people are in, are in such a position that this is kind of like a normal life to them, that they, they want to prove their worth. I like how he left out the best part where he says, you're going, all right, but don't kid yourself, homie. You're going down. <laughs> I can't promise you all no brighter future, but know this. For every brother that makes the money, there's two more with a new habit to support. And there's ten more just like him in the prisons and the graveyards. And while this is happening, Punisher is f- beating someone up. Beating the kid up that <laughs> ran away. <laughs> yeah. But he doesn't kill him. No, he doesn't kill him. And then uh, as, as they split ways, Punisher hands his gun to uh, the woman that was attacked. Yep. And he gives a gun to a single mother to protect herself. They go have a meeting planning their um, next assault. Back in their powder blue. <laughs> yeah. And then... Uh, next day, uh, they uh, they attack by running through the front door. Luke Cage does. Yep, and I, lo- I love this terrible fucking joke where they like, <laughs> knock, they knock on the door, and they're like, "Who's that?" And he says, "Buster." And then he busts through the door and says, "Buster, head open if you don't get out." Yeah. <laughs> and Punisher in the narration bubbles is saying, "Like this is not how I would have planned it." Yeah. <laughs> Punisher's like, "I would always like hit tactically. Like, why would anyone ever do this?" And then he's like, "Oh, but he has bulletproof skin, so like it's fine, I guess." Yeah. Yeah. And it's just I love that idea of someone without any superpowers being like, "This is the stupidest plan," but if you have superpowers, like it works. Yeah. And uh, Punisher runs into a kid uh, who has a gun on him, and Punisher spares his life. Yep. Which was, like, a a good character development. Also, which I thought that was a little crazy, because not just sparing his life, but this kid did try to shoot Punisher dead, but his gun, like, jammed. You see it click, right? Yeah. That could just be him. Oh, like, cocking the gun or something. Yeah, I think it's cocking gun. Okay. Because that was like, he just tried to shoot you in the head. (laughs) And Punisher says, this is a war. In a war, you can't afford... Well, maybe... 
sometimes there is another way. Or maybe there's such a thing as a bulletproof attitude. <laughs> <laughs> and they're trying to basically, like, uh, they're in this ap- apartment complex and all the tenants are It's the are same hiding. one that Mr. Rudy's in, the white dude. Right. So the, the tenants are all hiding somewhere. And Punisher's basically like, I gotta get the tenants out. But Mr. Rudy is like, uh, go kill the tenants or something. Or no, go go take them as hostages so we can have leverage over Cage. Yeah, and then so he sent his his uh, right hand man wrench, who has a wrench. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't catch that. He's like, you're my special bodyguard. Don't take a gun. Take a wrench. Well, you know, it's like you know, he's like James Bond. You got you got his most impractical uh, object, like a hat, to fight instead. Yeah, he's a very like gimmick henchman. I here. like this. Yeah. He jumps through the window at Punisher. And then Punisher, like, goes on the floor and he, like, kicks him away with his legs. And then on in the next frame, he just grabs a little girl as a hostage. Like, yeah. all according to Kekaku. And the guy says, back or I eat little sister. Yeah, what? <laughs> but uh, then, so he says, like, in this broken, like, back or I eat little sister. And then he talks in full sentences after yeah. that. Yeah. Like, Lady, you should have thought all this when you pulled the heat down. Now call off Keiichi's goods and the girls free, maybe, after my boys are through with y'all. And then Punisher tries to shoot him through the door as he's escaping, but he shoots his, friend, his allies instead. The, the bad guy's allies. Yeah, the yeah. bad guy's allies. Right. How He just saved, like, he just didn't shoot a kid in the last scene to spare his life. And now Punisher's thought bubbles are, Cage keeps wanting me to keep these goons alive. Some misplaced <laughs> sense of salvation, but they choose their lives just as I choose to end them. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps or die. Yeah. It seems like they're going for, like, the Punisher will learn that maybe there's, you know, another way. But also it's a Punisher comic, so he has to kill a bunch of guys. Also, yeah. it's worth noting in this scene, like, uh, this girl is being kidnapped, like, taken away. And they said they're going to do terrible things to her. So I guess in this moment he's like, well, I don't have a choice. Now. I got to fucking kill these guys. Yeah. That's true. That's true. And also you can view that previous scene as him trying another way. And then as soon as he does that, next time he does that, he gives the villain an opportunity to grab a kid. Yeah. He should have just shot the guy as he jumped to the window. I like to think that that guy on the other side of the door is the guy he spared. (laughs) So he's just like, fuck you. Just kidding. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He just kills him. Also, you like that this gun is two barrels. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I was like wondering. I'm like, what is this? Is this like a special Punisher weapon? Yeah, it's like a, it's like an assault rifle with two barrels. Like, but like not like next. Like, it's really weird. Yeah, it looks like he's holding two guns. Yeah, that's yeah. What I, I thought it was for a second. <laughs> so, um, it cuts back to Luke Cage who's fighting his way to Mr. Rudy, and then Mr. Rudy's now wrenches at his side, and Mr. Rudy has a gun to the little girl's head. I also want to point out that Luke Cage uh, calls everyone boys. Oh, yeah. B-O-Y-E-E-S. Boys. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, the guy has the girl hostage. And um, he's like, oh, now I have her hostage. I will have Brench be the shit out of you while, you while you do nothing, basically. Yeah, it's a real dark villain move. So it's you just like... notice our... that this girl that got kidnapped is the same girl from issue one that was like, there's all yeah. these guys in our lobby. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Aisha. And he's like, yeah. I'm going to shoot her in the stomach so she'll die slowly if, you're, if you don't listen to me. Yeah, he's super evil. So he's like, what will break first, your... Uh... Head or your conviction? Now, yeah. I have a question for Sly. So Luke Cage is getting hit in the head with a wrench, and he's, like, bleeding and stuff. Isn't he unbreakable? Yeah, he should be getting concussions and stuff, but not, like, bleeding, probably. Yeah, okay. I, that's why I wasn't sure. I, I would wonder that, too. I was like, yeah, it's confusing, but... I just assume a wrench was strong enough to break... A wrench with a wrench was strong enough Stronger to... Stronger than a gun? Yeah, he gets shot constantly. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know how strong wrench is. <laughs> or wrench. Yes. Yeah. He he took the fucking machete guy. 
Punisher does something great, and he also jumps through a window too to come save uh, Luke Cage. But I don't get yeah. this where Luke Cage is giving a speech where he's like. Yeah, I'm going to show you for the scum you are, lousy street thugs who would kill a little girl for a buck. Maybe I ain't the one to take you down. Then Punisher jumps through the window and says, but I ain't alone. I'm positive that the letterer can't tell the difference between the two of them either. Yeah, it has to be. Because <laughs> I was so confused. I was like, how could he be jumping through? Oh, yeah. Like, no, it must be because it's supposed to be Luke Cage saying, saying I, I ain't alone. alone. It's funny yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because this, this whole comic arc has like a somewhat like nuanced message at points where they're talking about inner city crime and stuff like that but the the ultimate irony here is that the writers and the colorists they see a bunch of black people and they're like i don't know who's who so yeah. I, I don't know i don't know if it's necessarily the writers i think the guy that no the, um... why would why would they make the speech bubble well, writers don't letter letterers do phil uh okay Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't know. I don't know. So letters are racist. The art colors is racist. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think the writers were on point. It's just <laughs> everyone else on the team, bro. Like it's just a bunch of black people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's insane. Uh, so uh, Punisher kicks the gun out of the, the hostage, you know, the white guy's hand and saves Aisha. And Wrench goes to fight him. And Punisher says, "Ah, Wrench, you said you were hungry earlier." Bon appetit. And he starts shooting it. Out of both of his barrels of his assault rifle. Yeah. Maybe the bottom one's like a shotgun add-on, yeah. Yeah, it probably is. And so he kills that guy. Yeah. And he says, I was a punisher. I've seen the same disease before. And found o- o- only one best final cure. And uh, as he says th- as he says that, the guy rips off his shirt, revealing the punisher logo. He rips the garbage off of his vest. I love this too. <laughs> He's like, time for the final solution. <laughs> and you're like, Punisher, I don't know. <laughs> so Luke Cage is like, you don't need to kill them. And he's like, yeah, I did, actually. Yeah, fuck you, I did need to kill him. And he's like, it's going to be hard to sell, sell the story uh, the cops, but it turns out they do it off panel, so it wasn't that hard. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he's, like, he's like, well, you know, it was a hostage situation. We can just say, you know, like you had to do it, I guess. Yeah. It must be different cops than pulled over Punisher last as you'll beat the shit out of him because he swerved a little. <laughs> I want to point out uh, Luke Cage looks at Punisher and says, You all right? You look a little pale. And Punisher says, Look, I think, I, I think you ought to know something. And before he can say, the, the, the woman they save shows up and thanks Punisher. So he, he want, he's like awkwardly trying to admit, like, I'm actually white. I'm actually not one of you. But, like, but he doesn't know how to confront that issue. Before we take this relationship to the next level, I want you to know. Yeah, yeah. I'm not black. I'm secretly white. <laughs> so the last page is about like uh, these two mobsters meeting and basically... Uh... Well, one guy says, I have info that the Punisher is secretly a black guy now. Oh, he's yeah. Like, really? If you could prove it, we'll be in business. Yeah, and they shake hands. Next month, fade to white. Yeah, that's the sh- that's, that's story's called fade to white. <laughs> yeah, I I thought that was like, oh, that's a little, <laughs> that's okay. a little weird. Sure. So issue three, he's back, fade to white, and this this intro panel is where they say the title. It shows him as a white guy Punisher with dual wielding guns, and then the panel below is black guy Punisher, <laughs> and I. Again, we, when you compare the two, it's like she really didn't just change his skin color. Like, he, yeah, he's yeah. a different guy. But it's like wearing off. He's slowly turning white, which is what that uh, line at the end of the previous issue was indicating that he's slowly turning white and he can't help it. <laughs> Basically, this whole issue is like Michael Jackson's later life. 
<laughs> Where he's slowly transitioning to a white man, but it looks weird. Yeah. It, but it's definitely not plastic surgery. It was definitely, like, natural. Yeah. <laughs> also, fun fact, the cover is drawn by Joe Quesada, who goes on to become Marvel's editor-in-chief. Oh, Joe Quesadilla. And he also did uh, Divisive Issues' favorite, Dark Guardian Devil. <laughs> oh, great. So, we're back at this meeting where this weird-haired guy... This guy looks like kind of like a racer head with blue hair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, um, I don't think Punisher's actually dead. I think this black guy in Chicago is him. And he's like, yeah, just give me some money and I can prove it. How did he find that out? He he put... He's like, I had, I had surveillance on only 78 of his safe houses. Oh, wait, they off. do explain later how he knows. I just yeah. remembered. So right now what we know is, like, um, this guy went for one of Punisher's safe houses, so it must he could be related. Something weirder happens where he he says, like, hey, if you can catch Punisher and prove that the, the black guy's the Punisher, I'll pay you. Uh, but if not, and then he takes a baseball bat and just starts breaking the Racerhead's TVs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it might be his own, because he, he's the guy coming into his office for me. <laughs> People do shit like that. Rich people do like rich gangsters in movies and stuff. They'll sometimes they'll they'll break their own shit because it's like a show of wealth and strength. Yeah, they're like I could buy another one. Like even if you think it's stupid, that's something uh, like they do in movies like uh, Death Wish and Dirty Harry, which Punisher is clearly trying to go for. Yeah, it just seems so excessive because we got introduced to this guy like one frame of the last issue, so he's not like intimidating, and him doing this just comes off as like manic. <laughs> He also looks almost exactly like the head of the last guy. Mr. Rudy. Yeah. yeah. Like, same yeah. suit and everything. He just looks a little bit fatter, that's it. Yeah, yeah he, he's thicker. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Mentally and physically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we go cut back to Punisher uh, choking one guy and kicking another guy in the stomach. And now he just looks like tan. Yeah, he looks Kinda, really... Kind of. Uh, like, like, he looks just like a white guy. It, it's very, like, faded. He describes himself. War's over, but the fighting goes on. He keeps ordering nobody dies. Nobody tells them. He can afford to. He's the hero for hire. I'm just a man. A soldier without a war. A white black man. <laughs> like, that last one seems kind of out of place. It's so funny that Punisher keeps, like, thinking of himself as a black man. I know the, I know the play of the black man. <laughs> as, yeah. it's, as he's beating them up. <laughs> <laughs> and wanting to kill them but can't well that's why next issue he goes back to thinking the way he was because when he was black he started thinking like a black man so he looks like a gray who said it before that he looks like kind of like a Frankenstein monster that would be uh, me yeah he's just like a gray guy <laughs> yeah he's a yeah. gray goose uh, yeah he's a gray goose and he's basically just been working for the Luke Cage beating up uh, like criminals but I mean, he like there's a panel of him like destroying a guy's face like with repeated punches. It looks yeah. like he's slamming the guy's face <laughs> into his long narration boxes. Yeah. <laughs> but I think he's kneeing his face. I think. Yeah. Uh, so he's like destroying these people to give them a second chance, and um, it's them basically like recapping a lot of the stuff we've already seen. And then, and then Luke Cage shows up. Yeah, Luke Cage is there. And then something that was weird because, like, this wasn't shown in the other issues is some guy comes up, some, like, Swedish guy or something, because he's like, Mr. Cage, I want to thank you for do- what you're doing for us, for all of us. They're trying to show, like, look, he's not just helping black people. That doesn't do well because he's just a guy and he says, I don't want your dang spell. I'm not doing favors. I'm running a business same as you. I'm doing this because it's good for business. Remember that. That's how I feel what was weird is, like, there's all, like, this kind of, like, pent-up aggression or, like, he's not worthy of the congratulations or... Yeah, I was kind of um, confused by this. Compliments? Because then they have 
Aisha and her mother, the mother that uh, Punisher gave the gun to, she shows up again. It's like, hey, why don't you come over for dinner for saving us? And then they have this panel of like Luke Cage looking real crazy. He's like, lady, you paid me for a job and I did it. That's as far as I'm willing to take this. And Punisher's like, hey, Cage, cool it. Well, even in even the Netflix show, they emphasize that he has trouble being called a hero. But like the last two issues, we never saw any of this kind of like him being mad at people he was saving. Yeah. Well, this was before that was in the process of of him saving. This is like after the congratulations, like, oh, thank you for saving me yesterday, and he's like, fuck off. It, it, I'm on Daryl's side. It kind of felt like it was out of nowhere. I understand the rationalization that like you know he has this pent up aggression that you know he feels like he maybe is not worthy or something like that. But they you have to like. You have to lead into it a little bit, you know. Yeah. So we move on and we find the that fucking weird creepy guy who's like, I'm pretty sure that black guy is Punisher in a car. Yeah, eraser head. He's like an some... Asian guy too. We never clarified that. Oh, yeah. And he's with some random redhead and he's like, that's him, isn't it? And and he's like, oh, he's weaponless lately under strict orders. Um, and then that's so we get an idea that they're going to try and jump him. Uh, he also calls Luke Cage a spook. Oh yeah, great. Oh, uh, oh I, I was thinking, uh, I was thinking like the detective or something. <laughs> what? <Is> that detective? <laughs> I was trying to not. I, I didn't go the racist way. You're trying to think when I when Superboy pointed out the, the kung fu guy. He's like the yellow people. <laughs> yeah, because people call like pe- uh, like agents and spies sometimes like spooks. You know, I was thinking that way. Okay. So naive. Phil. Well, we yeah. we also had a cop say maybe Coons got his tongue two issues ago <laughs> yeah, from the yeah, same writer. True. Yeah. You're right, you're right, you're right. I, um, I wanted to point out, next scene is Punisher getting his stuff ready, play, ready to leave, and Luke's cage says, you're running again, but you can't run forever, man. And Punisher says, physician, heal thyself. Uh, and, he, and Luke is like, what? <laughs> yeah, he's like, what? And Punisher's like, you should listen to yourself sometimes. You know, I, like it seems like I'm running, but you actually are. Yeah, Mr. Uh, I'm not power man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Own up to your yellow costume, man. It was lame, but you have to live with it. <laughs> and Luke Cage just starts smashing all his plates and stuff. And he's like, you don't know where I've been, lost what I lost. You don't know how it feels to get the rug ripped out from you again and again to lose everything, even though Punisher does. Well, he doesn't know Punisher's backstory. I know, I know. It's just funny that Punisher's just like, oh, whatever, man. How does Luke Cage not notice how white he's becoming? I know. He, he must. Pretty weird. He just doesn't bring it up to him. Well, it's an awkward conversation. You're like, hey, dude, I know you've been acting more white lately. And he's like, what you mean, brother? Like, oh, no, I just mean like your skin's getting paler. You call me not black enough? I mean, you know, it would be an awkward moment. I guess. Yeah. yeah, that's what all black people would do, right, Sly? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they would say, you call me not black enough? You call me Uncle Tom, man? <laughs> so uh, Punisher's on his own walking through the street saying, um, you know, they tell me the war's over. Where do old soldiers go after the war? And then he sees a woman being harassed by four guys. Um and he jumps in to, you know, beat them up. But it turns out it's a trap. And I want to point out this dialogue, though. He sa- he says, My change has made some things clearer. Seeing the visual past the color to the crime. Crime doesn't have a color. Neither does punishment. Important thing is to keep your eyes open. So even Punisher's like, maybe I was a little bit racist before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he also does say, like, uh, Still gotta just do, be, do the same thing I was always doing. Punish them equally. Yeah, like, kill everyone you know. equally. But what this trap is, is it's him running down an alley to help this woman from being harassed, and a car, like a semi with a cargo container, backs up behind him. Yeah. yeah. Fast enough to catch him off guard. Beep, beep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. 
And then the back of it, like, lowers down and so that opens up. And then Annette just fires out and catches the Punisher. And Luke Cage is like, hey, you okay down there? And he's not okay. And they uh, basically have an RPG that aimed at Luke Cage. Not only do they capture him in a net, but while he's tied up completely, like, you know, totally curled up in this net, they're just punching him, like, everywhere. <laughs> like, all over his whole body. Yeah, they're just trying to, like... I mean, I guess you would do that. If you know that he's really dangerous, you just beat the shit out of him to get him to break and stop. It just looks so funny how, like, tied up he is. And they're just yeah. like, fuck you. He, uh, he's also a black man. Yeah. Uh, so they kidnap Punisher, and uh, Luke Cage tries to follow. They they sh- shoot a bazooka at him from the truck. And blow up his car. Yeah. And now we wake up, and Frank is Punisher is in uh, a dark room. No, he's he's in the, he's in the, still in the truck. A dark truck. Oh yeah, he's in the truck. Yeah. And they work like pros, but they do make mistakes. In the dark, they've made a big one, foreshadowing. And then he says two, and then they push him out, and he's just in this in like. Big, uh, like, spotlights. His and... arms are just tied up behind him. He's no longer in the net. Uh, give me a second. Set. What? What is going on? <laughs> We're waiting for slides, so I'm just mumming. Wait, did Sly leave? He said, "Give me a minute." Oh, I didn't hear that. I did. I didn't hear. That. I didn't hear that either. I was just. I thought everyone just stopped. <laughs> I was just doing what you were doing. <laughs> I thought we were still like just doing the podcast. Like, I know. I was just waiting. <laughs> I really want Sly to keep this as a, like a blooper at the end. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, uh, you have to listen back to what just happened. <laughs> They didn't. They didn't realize you were gone, but I did. So I was just. Yeah, I was going. Um, 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 um. <laughs> and then Daryl started doing it, and we didn't know what was happening. <laughs> what? Um, so they throw him out of the truck, and he's no longer in the net. He's just his arms are tied up, and they got these like bright spotlights on. So him. he can't see anything but the lights, and they're like, yeah. "They call you Rook now, huh? Cute, nice alias for Frank Castle, man. I'm looking for. Make it easy on yourself." And us. We need it from your mouth. So he needs to, they need to prove that it's him. Why do they have to prove it? They're not like cops or anything. No, but I think... He, he has to prove it to the other mob boss that's going to give him yeah. money. Oh, okay. Eraserhead yeah. does. And they're like, uh, are you the Punisher or just another psycho? And they start beating the shit out of him and then he flashbacks to when his family is killed. Um, or just another dead man. And then they, they pull out uh, the plastic surgeon from the beginning. Yeah, the beautiful model. Yeah. Yep. The beautiful <laughs> druggy model. And they're like, this is taking too long. Can you recognize him? And Punisher basically to spare her uh, betraying him, he admits he's a Punisher. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, uh, leave her alone. I'm it. I'm the Punisher. The lights all go off, and you see like 20 guys in black outfits and hoods with guns. Oh, also, when he's when we first see the girl in the panel, if you look closely, he's somehow holding a gun. Frank. They do explain that uh, the woman. Oh, we forgot to mention that the woman gave him gave him back her gun that, that he gave to her. Yeah, but like, <laughs> and no, they do they do mention like he they forgot to they made a mistake frisking him. But like he's uh, tied up. How it has to be like right by his hands. And maybe it was. Maybe it was. Punisher's very resourceful. I see. I, I guess. I guess. I, 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 the more important thing is after uh, basically they're like uh, kill him now. Punisher uh, uses a gun to turn behind and, and shoot the guys, and he says, "Can't touch this." <laughs> and while saying that, he rolls over, shoots a razor head square in the forehead. 
Yeah. And from behind. Yeah, and then just starts rolling around and shooting other men. <laughs> it's so crazy because there's literally like 20 guys here with guns, and he's rolling on the ground tied up, shooting everyone. That's just in, like the Netflix show. He's on the ground rolling around and shooting everyone like, blam, blam, blam. Rolling around speed of sound. Got places to go. Right as he runs out of ammo... Guess who? Cr- Heads up, boys! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Luke Cage crashes just through the wall, <laughs> and then everyone instead of shooting the puncher, they all shoot Luke Cage, the Invincible Man. Yeah, yeah. Except the guy with the and, bat, the mobster with the bat that goes after Punisher. Yeah, he's mobster. like melee only, one v one me. We have a this fair. So yeah. much of this of this comic has had that where they're like knife fight, like they don't want to bring in guns for the guy who can't resist bullets. <laughs> Again, this is this is very common in eighties action movies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It really is. I used to. I remember as a kid, even when you see like Steven Seagal movies or uh, whoever. Yeah, they just always they don't want to shoot the guy who doesn't have a gun, so they're like, "Fight me, fist like fisticuffs." Yeah. Um, in in uh, Commando, the, the guy actually confronts him with a gun, and Schwarzenegger's like, "What? You a pussy?" And he's like, "I don't need a gun." And he just starts fighting him. Schwarzenegger kicks his ass. I do. I do love when at least they address it, where they're like, "I'm, you know, I'm man enough to fight you one v one." Yeah. But in this situation, it seems like they wouldn't. But whatever. Yeah. Um, so he's about to beat the shit out of Punisher with a bat because um, he's still tied up and. The prostitute junkie plastic surgeon jumps on him and is like, no! And that gives him enough time to take a knife, cut himself free, and stab this guy in the chest. Like in, like the, in the heart. And I love this, too, where he says, uh, he makes it so clear. Acts that make him what he is, making me what I am. Again, going back to this thing that, like, people have a nature that is, it can't change. Vile acts deserving of punishment of one kind, one way. In blood forever. As he stabs him through the heart. And the guy says, stupid fuck, why? Because I have to. Because I can. And then, and then, just like with Mr. Rudy, he pulls down Punisher's <laughs> shirt and reveals the logo. Skull. Yeah. yeah. And by this point, he's just a fucking white guy. And also, when, when he pulls down the shirt, there's a big, like, knife scratch in it. And then in the next panel, the knife scratch is gone. Yeah. Also, his hair grew out. I was just group. about to say, when he got captured in the car... His hair was just like it was when he was a black guy. But when he gets rolled out into this little area, he's back to complete Punisher hair. Like, yeah. the, like, I don't know what you'd call it, but... But then, and then the fucking plastic surgeon's like, your your treatment's wearing off. You're very handsome now that you're white. Yeah, I love that, too. They're like, <laughs> wow, you're white. You look pretty yeah. good. I didn't notice when you are black, but now that you're white again. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. so weird. Then he drops the surgeon off in the back of the truck and then jumps out as Punisher with a knife and like a... An Uzi. Uzi just like shooting this guy, stabbing this guy. He's like, back to the war. Um, then it goes to the Sunday morning after. And then uh, Luke Cage says, Suit of Punisher, nice disguise. Till you lost your tan. <laughs> and Punisher says, had you fooled. <laughs> And then the cops are coming. Yeah, he's like, I gotta yeah. go, but take care of the plastic surgeon. And he's like, uh, what does he say? Stay on the right side of the law. Don't make me come after you. Yeah, and he says, like, I saved you twice, you owe me. And Punisher's like, uh-uh, fuck you. Yeah. And I love how he says that to Luke Cage, too, where he's like, you know, you are a black guy living in the ghetto. Don't go back to crime. Yeah. Well, <sighs> I, earlier, Luke Cage, Luke Cage said to him, don't make me, like, don't make me come after you. 
Yeah, but he does say stay on the right side of the law here. Like he's, that, that is, he is, he yeah, he is. He's implying he's going to be a criminal again. Uh, when, when he says he turns white, he loses out of fear of black people. Yeah, I, guess, like, I don't know what it's like anymore. And this this is why I hate the ending is because you had such an interesting dynamic with the two working together, and Punisher's like I like to kill people, and he kept abiding by Luke Cage's code when he was black, yeah. and then he turns white. And he's like whatever, I'm I don't owe you anything. I don't care about you. I'm the Punisher. I'm a white dude. I'm in charge. Maybe it's deep, and this is why why people can't identify with black people's issues. Yeah, because they're not black. Because empathy doesn't exist. Yeah. yeah, and I like how his last lines of dialogue are just like, "Long as there's crime preying on innocence in this in the swill of corruption, I will be. There'll always be a need for a punisher. God help us all." So he learns nothing. Yeah, yeah. So I guess that kind of segues us into the recap page. But I, the one thing I want to say: Are we calling the recap page again? To what? Are we calling it the recap page again? Or are we, we can say, do, uh, does it deserve to exist? Or do you got reading this? I don't uh, care. Uh, why don't we call it the, does this deserve to reading this recap? Right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> so before we pass judgment, I want to... Just... Guilty! God, Guilty! It's pretty good. Before we pass judgment. Why don't we just call it that? Yeah. Bef- before we pass judgment... Uh, the thing that I want to point out is I really feel like Mike Barron's plot is great. Yeah. I feel like the dialogue is kind of what ruins it for me. I agree. Because so much of the dialogue misses the point, and I'm so shocked by that because you would think it would be the other way around, that the Luke Cage writer is the one who brings the nuance and the plotter is the one that like is just doing the regular Punisher story. But it's kind of the total other way around. I think the the dialogue at points can still be at nuanced points. and interesting. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I th- with that whole that whole conversation between Luke Cage and Punisher in issue two, uh, I thought that was that was good writing. Yeah, I'm not saying that the dialogue's necessarily bad, but I feel like a lot of the dialogue kind of contradicts what they're going for, especially at the end. Yeah, but that's not just the dialogue. The plotting there is is there too, like. I feel like that was the Punisher guy saying we need him to be Punisher again. That's why it contradicts it. Because the best parts were like in the last issue where it's Luke Cage talking and giving his ideas. I and I feel like that's all Mark McLaurin. Whereas the other stuff is just the Punisher guy where it's just like, uh, we kind of need him to kill everybody. That's very fair. It's always back to the same problem where Punisher can't really grow. He has to stay the Punisher. I mean, I, is that just a Punisher thing? I feel like a lot of comic book characters have Yeah, a lot problem. of superheroes have to stay with their convictions. There are like uh, you, there are like a lot of limits where you pass where you can't develop from in, in certain cases, but never as strongly as a Punisher. Punisher really can never grow, like, at all. Because once he accepts anything about his family's death, he stops being the Punisher. Yeah. Because like you could say like Spider Man always has to be Spider Man and, and he'll go go back to being Spider Man, but he grew from high school, grew to, uh, to college, like he became a teacher and stuff like that. Like he, everyone else has experiences that change who they are and how they develop. But Punisher will always just be a guy who who was, uh, wants to go to war and fight criminals forever in the black and white world. Yeah. Either way, I feel like it might. I'm not necessarily saying like it's definitely Mike Barron or Mark Millaren. There's, I feel like there's some kind of disconnect in the story. That there's a lot of scenes that I'm like, do you realize the point you made ten pages ago? Yeah, I agree. To me, I feel like the disconnect is whoever was trying to make the Punisher still be the Punisher. Because there's almost a point in there where it's like, this could have been a cool story about a guy that's actually black and just wants to like get revenge and kill people. And Luke Cage trying to teach him like the right way to act. That's ve- Yeah, definitely. But instead, because he has to be the Punisher, it's like, well, he can't listen to everything. 
Yeah, one of the worst parts of this book is the fact that Punisher is in it. It has to become a black man and then go back to being a white man. Yeah. Yeah. That's like the the worst part. I do also think one of the parts that really stands out as shitty to me is how, like, I guess editorial's fault that, like, the colorist and the letterer and the artist have no idea who anybody's supposed to be. It, it really does detract from <laughs> that, it. Like, like, it it pulled me out of it so much because, like, the cops beat up Luke Cage instead of, like, whatever. They just switch a lot. Yeah. And it makes it, like... Or when, or when Punisher busts through the window finishing Luke Cage's sentence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's exactly. like, I know what you're about to say. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you when you know when you become black. You get a, a you know sense dots skill. Yeah. They all know each other. So, Phil, first, are you glad you read this? Yeah, I liked it actually. <laughs> um, it was pretty dumb at points, and I complained probably a lot throughout this podcast. But as I was reading it, I was I was pretty into it. Um, I liked the dynamic between the two. I I. I I recognize that Punisher's inner monologues are cheesy sometimes, but I enjoy them a lot. Um, I, I'm not at all sad I read this. Yeah, Punisher's inner monologues are kind of like the grim, dark stuff, but not taken overboard. It's not too bad, I don't yeah. think. So, Daryl, you agree? Yeah, I, I like the story. I like like what Phil said, the dynamic between the two. And I think the worst part about the story is just the fact that you had to make Punisher black for it to exist. Because taken on its own, if you just ignore that guy being the Punisher and said it's just like some incorrigible guy that works with Nick Cage, it's kind of an interesting story. And I like... Did you say Nick Cage? I probably did. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Nick Cage was actually the best name off Luke Cage, literally. Really? Seriously? Yeah. Yes. I've been validated. <laughs> what? Because his name's like actually, he was like uh, Francis Coppola's son. And he's like, I don't want to be known as Francis Coppola's son. And he likes comics. He's Wait, like, what? I like, I like Luke Cage, so I'll call myself Nick Cage. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Is that crazier than Sabrina? <laughs> Doesn't he? Didn't he name his son Kal-El too? Yeah, he did. Oh, oh yep. he did. Yep. I forgot about that. I'm looking this up. I don't fucking believe you. Phil's rapidly Googling <laughs> So I definitely like the story a lot too, but I think there are a lot of things that get in the way of it being like great. And I think Daryl really... Hit the- like nailed it with that because the Punisher doesn't have an origin that like has to be the Punisher like it could have very easily been a different guy that like wanted revenge on criminals for a lot of different reasons but at the same time they wanted to do a backdoor pilot for the Luke Cage book in a book people were buying with a kind of similar tone so I get it but like I feel like this could have been like really great but instead it was just like pretty entertaining yeah one of one of the stories I enjoy is stuff like where it's like uh, Hal Jordan when he met um, John Stewart. John Stewart, yeah, from The Daily Show. <laughs> I, I felt like that was a great story because it's about challenging your convictions and challenging what you think you believe is right. And I feel like this is what was doing with the Punisher. Just at the end of it, Punisher's like, "No, I'm still right." This is kind uh, of what you were worried about when you said, well, "I was worried it's going to be where at the end where uh, they kind of reset things." I think you said something like that. Like you were yeah. going to do that at the end. And they kind of did that here. Speak. I mean, I, I I have to agree that it is always interesting when people are like ch- like forcing people to challenge their convictions. I I actually I want to say that Sly. Every time we have a D and D campaign, he's like, "Oh, you're the religious character. So would you save all humans or kill your god?" And it's like he's always like, "Which beliefs do you want to go against?" And I think, but then, then it feels like this sucks. I, I, I make fun. No, I, I make fun of the fact that you do it a lot, but I always enjoy it, and everyone does. So I'm not. It's making, entertaining. Yeah, yeah, because it's like it's interesting to see. It, to make people make that choice of because we've uh, pl- we've seen those archetypes played with so much that sometimes like 
having the contradiction is so much more interesting. Yeah, I think yeah. it is. Because rarely does a pacifist team up with a person that believes death is, like, the worthy jurisdiction for every criminal. Yeah. Without one of them being a straw man. Yeah. 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 There's actually a series called Hawk and Dove, which is basically that premise. But the a Dove is pretty much a pussy, while Hawk is, like, the actual hero of the story. <laughs> <laughs> Sly. So, are you glad you read this lie? Um, actually, I, I, I remember this like worse than it was. This actually holds up better than I remember being. I hated it more when I was a kid because now I think I get more of the racial attempts, uh, attempts, uh, racial uh, tones. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I get what I was trying to go for more, but I do feel like the writing's flawed. I, I think this is an average story with some promise that it could have fulfilled. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, yeah, I think it's above average. That's fair. I, I I also I also haven't read a lot of Punisher on my own, so who knows? also the majority of the comics you've read are for this fucking podcast. <laughs> yep, yes, that is true. <laughs> so it's better than Nemesis. I would say this is better than Nemesis. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. How do you ever have to make that call? Like yeah. everything is better than Nemesis, except obviously. no Spider Man Rain. I I like Spider Man Rain less than Nemesis. I mean, fucking read. I I, I want to make a, at the end of the year. I want to do like a top <laughs> one, top worst. Comic for each one of us for top best comic for each one of us, but it's tough because everyone's gonna say Nemesis. No, Daryl's gonna pick Nemesis as his favorite. It's not my favorite though. I like this more. I wish that we had enough fans that cared enough to make us like best ofs, <laughs> like mixtapes <laughs> of Daryl talking about Nemesis. Yeah, <laughs> I just can't believe how often you're like, this is not as bad as something else. Nemesis is guys, probably guys. Okay. All right, all right. <laughs> we don't need right. to talk about Nemesis. I just, I just hated it so much. I just hated. We'll it save it for the Nemesis recast. Nemesis two or Nemesis the movie. <laughs> oh yes. All right. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. So before we get to the letters page, because I do have a letter, I just want to give a shout out to some of our friends on the Comrade Radio Network. Uh, this week, you should check out Shirley Not Shirley. They get drunk and talk about advice or give advice. They don't talk about advice. <laughs> I was going to give me advice the other day. Now let's just talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you should check it out. It's a lot of fun. So our first and only letter, it's not a question. Well, I guess it's kind of a question, but it's not a question we really have to answer. I thought you were going to say our first and only fan. <laughs> <laughs> it comes from Facebook or Device Issues Facebook page. Is it Barry Anderson? It's not Barry Anderson. It's from okay. Tracy. Okay. And she says, have you heard of The Secret History of Wonder Woman by Jill Lepore? I'm only a few chapters in, but it's all about how the creation of Wonder Woman ties to feminism. Definitely a useful text to shove at anyone who thinks social justice doesn't belong in comics. Thought it might be might be useful to you guys. And I feel like the past month we've talked a lot about like SJWs and like tackling racism and feminism and stuff in comics. So I wanted to give a shout out to that book. It sounds great. Yeah, I'd, be, I'd actually be interested in that uh, because I never felt like social issues don't belong in comics as much as they are often poorly handled. Yes. So I would definitely be interested in reading that book as well, Tracy. So thank you very much. But my issue is that, uh, like, does Wonder Woman turn black in it or not? Because if not, I don't know <laughs> if it fits. <laughs> and, uh, you know, as always, rate, review, subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, Lots of activity on the SoundCloud yes, last yesterday, lately, which is awesome. Yesterday. Only yesterday. Every other day is dead. Yes. Divisiveissues at gmail.com. Yes. And then recommendations. Who wants to go first? Okay. Um, you go first, Sly. My, my recommendation is related to Cage's history. I mentioned that he was uh, canceled for a while. And before he got canceled, uh, to avoid cancellation, he teamed up with another hero made to cash in on a popular movie genre at the time the kung fu popularity of the 70s called Iron Fist. 
And uh, Power Man Iron Fist is one of the most iconic duos in comics because of that. Uh, uh, Luke Cage and Iron Fist, which are, which are both getting Netflix series now. And I want to recommend the revival of that series. It just, just came out in 2016, so if you hate old comics, like which a lot of people apparently do. I do. <laughs> it's a very good book. Cool. Cool. Uh, I'll go. I, as you've probably gathered from the episode, am not a huge Punisher fan. And we talked about it at the very beginning how he usually works better in my opinion, spotlighting with a different character. So I want to recommend Greg Rucka's run of, of the Punisher because the whole run is basically a woman, a, a Marine. I think she's a Marine at her wedding. I think so too. Everyone gets killed except her. And she basically becomes like the Punisher's, I don't want to say sidekick, but like partner side chick. Uh, they're doll. Yeah. And it's, it's really great because basically she's walking the line of like, should I become the Punisher or should I grow as a character? Like Sly was saying how the Punisher kind of has to stay the Punisher. And it lets us see a lot of insight into like what could happen to the Punisher if he was allowed to develop past his concept. And it's also just fantastic across the board. So I highly recommend that it. That sounds cool. Why aren't we reading that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what about you, Daryl? I'm going to recommend The Wire. For if you want to see, again, <laughs> if you want to empathize shit. and understand why people, it's like, if you're a person that thinks to themselves, I don't know why people sell drugs. That's a pretty bad thing to do. <laughs> I think that's yeah. a really great show where you're like, oh, this is like an extremely complicated situation. Because I yeah. found myself sympathizing more at the street level people than the police. Same. And I think, I, I mean, I... I didn't want to recommend that again because I've already recommended The Wire. But so you're going to uh, recommend that civil rights documentary that you've recommended <laughs> twice. Eyes on the prize. <laughs> no, uh, no, I'm going to recommend Fight Taxi instead. <laughs> I'm going to recommend um, Daredevil, Netflix Daredevil uh, Season 2 because it, like you have already said, that uh, Punisher with someone else as a contrast is the best. Um, and it basically is about the same issue where they're like, is it a, Daredevil's like, don't kill people? He's like, I kill people. And their dynamic is interesting. Yeah. But it's a really, I mean, Netflix Daredevil is just amazing TV, by the way. So I, I'm talking about season two here, but watch season one. Come on. Yeah. 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 Come on. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Uh, so the last thing that I want to do very quickly is some plugs. So some hair plugs, hair plugs. So some butt plugs as always, which I always try to mention more, but I always forget. Uh, Sly and Daryl have books that are really great on novelgraphics.com that's with a hyphen in between them you should buy them and they don't give me a cut for this free promotion it's the hyphen between novel graphics it's kind of funny yes novel hyphen graphics.com yeah and also just last week i guested on the comrade radio show it's like the main show of the network so if you want to hear me talk about how old comics are great and not shitty like phil and daryl think then <laughs> uh check that out and that's it Cool. Sweet. Right? Thank you guys for listening. I've been a crackhead. I've been a racerhead. I've been wrench. And I've been wrench's wrench. Stay in continuity. So when you call me black, call me white. You can call me any way you like. Call me red, call me brown. It's love that makes the world go round and Independent Podcasting Network.